Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. This is Jaquel Lane and this is Education with an Edge, the program where every child matters because that's what we believe and children are our future. And we are here with the beautiful Rebecca Witt. Hensinger, who is the former, as of last weekend, Mrs. Pennsylvania. She is an activist. She is someone that is very passionate about recovery and substance abuse and education and is a true humanitarian and and has become a dear friend of mine. And I just can't thank Rebecca enough. She's all the way in Pennsylvania. Shout out to Pennsylvania. Thank you, darling, for being here. And um, we'd just like to welcome you so very much, Rebecca, to Education with an Edge. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. I love the title of your podcast too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, um, we're just going to get right after it because uh, I can't wait to hear about about all of your involvements, but especially, Rebecca, you're very passionate about substance abuse. Can you elaborate on that and tell our audience why? Sure, I would love to. So um, anytime that somebody discovers how passionate they are about something, there's always a story that goes along to it. And my story goes, when I was a young girl, um, I was born to two heroin addicts, uh, my, both my mother and my father. My mother was a runaway at the age of 17 who met my father. They engaged in some illegal and unhealthy activities that led them towards addiction. And my mother was actually in a hospital overdosing when she found out she was pregnant with me. So here I am today. And, I, you know, I, I tell the story of my parents with all the respect in the world for them because both of them are in recovery. My father has celebrated 30 years this year and it's because of the power of recovery that I'm able to have both of my parents in my life as involved parents who I speak to almost every single day as involved grandparents and also people who have really beat the odds. You know, most people can't say that they've been recovered and sober for 30 years. That's a lifetime. So because of my parents' story that I learned about about 10 years ago, it really put me on this path of figuring out how to bring the message to kids sooner than later when it comes to making the hard decision, especially now with all of us being so socially distant and there being no normalcy or consistency, so much time for kids to get in trouble and make bad choices. How do we reach kids younger than older when we start to talk about things like drugs and alcohol? I honestly, I was trying to listen to you and not get tears in my eyes over that story because (laughs) the story that you just shared is that of an overcomer, right? And that's what we all, that's what we all believe for. That's what we all pray for. So these these two young kids that that made some wrong decisions have this beautiful young lady and she in turn turns her life and dedicates it to helping other people to get 
healthy and sober and live their life to their fullest like your parents. And I just think that that's so beautiful, Rebecca. That's so, that's so inspiring. Um, And to touch on, um, as you know, I'm a teacher and I know that you, I want to talk about you, you as a teacher as well, because I know you've done some international teaching, which is phenomenal. Um, So what types of educational programs, you know, do you promote um, right now for, for students who are interested in substance abuse prevention? So I'm a, a, I consider myself a lifelong educator. I taught in public schools for 10 years. Um, I have my Waldorf teacher training. So I taught in the Waldorf kindergarten for five years. And now I consider myself retired and I'm a full-time volunteer and mother, which is just the biggest blessing that I've ever received besides my husband and my family. So right now, I'm, I really started thinking, if I can just rewind about a year or two ago, I really started thinking about how I could be involved in my community as far as the youth, and then statewide, and then nationally, and even internationally. And I really wanted to start my own programming. So this past summer, I finally finished a leaflet for parents that I'm having printed And it's all about talking points, very simple, seven talking points that parents can use to engage their young children about healthy decision making. And so I published that leaflet and now I plan on distributing it everywhere I go. It's easy. You can fold it up and put it in your purse, stick it in your pocket, use it as a bookmark, you know, when you're done reading to your kids at night. So I've really been focused on that, but also I started, um, like an international collaborative art project because I I really, really believe in the arts and education. And I think it's just one more way that we can meet every kid. You know, some kids are visual learners. Some kids learn through art, through music, through meeting other people. So I started um, a collaboration called rocks for recovery. And I have one right here. It's just an example. Gosh, that is gorgeous. Oh, it's so much fun. You know, Jack, rock painting is rock painting is so popular right now. Yes. So literally all you need is some acrylic paint and some paintbrushes and you can find any rock outside. So what I do is I go into schools or community centers and I bring rocks along. They're very heavy. <laughs> and I bring all of the art supplies and we sit down and ages five to 100, anyone can participate. We sit down and we paint rocks. Everyone can paint them their own way. I always do a butterfly. And then I had these labels printed. You can see them. Oh my gosh. So they're adorable with the butterfly. That is gorgeous. That's my logo. That's beautiful. Um, I love the butterfly. I think it's just a symbol of rebirth and and flying away into into the future. Um, And that's what recovery really does. But these labels here are weatherproof and waterproof. And what it says here, if you can read it, it says, do you or someone you know struggle with addiction? Help is available 24-7. And then there's a national helpline here that's open 24-7. And then our hashtag rocks recovery. So you stick one of these labels on the underside of the rock. And the intention is, the hope is, and I know that this will happen, Somebody finds one of these rocks in the community, say it's at a bus stop or a park bench or even like a public bathroom on the sink. 
and they look at it and they're intrigued and they turn it over. And maybe there is the sign that they've been looking for that either for themselves or somebody they love, that it's time to start thinking about recovery. And we're hoping, we know that these rocks can change lives. Honestly, Rebecca, that is such a beautiful, as you said, intention, because sometimes I think the most simple ideas not only bring the most joy, but they make the most impact, just like with your leaflet. And I talk about that all the time, how it, you know, we always think that we have to be doing these really grand, um, you know, crazy, elaborate ideas. And those typically aren't the things that change people's lives. It's usually the simple Mm. things that we say to each other or a kind word, or that is absolutely, that is absolutely brilliant. And I also, at the end of this, want to get people connected with your website and with Rocks for Recovery and ways that they can participate because that's such an awesome, awesome um, project that you've started. So thank you so much. And I know that you're changing, you're changing people's lives daily. So, um, how, how cool, um, you know, can you tell our audience, uh, about an inspiring story? And I'm sure you have, I mean, probably thousands, but can you choose one that's maybe your favorite, um, to tell, can you tell our audience about an inspiring story of recovery, um, that you would feel comfortable sharing? And you shared the beautiful one about your parents, but maybe about someone else that you've helped, Oh, sure. I would love to. So uh, tomorrow, actually, I'll be participating in a recovery walk in my town in Pennsylvania. And I met the woman who started this walk. And she just she represents so many people in this country, in this world, whose life has been touched by addiction. And addiction knows it knows no demographic, no age group. Um, financial status, where you live in the world, it doesn't matter. It can really touch anybody, especially with the very, very dangerous drugs that are on the street right now. It doesn't matter if you are a full-blown addict or if you are like a one or two-time recreational user. The things that that drugs are being cut with on the street right now will poison you instantly. It's the amount of a grain of sugar can poison you and take you away from your family. And now they're not even calling them overdoses. They're calling them poisonings and they're not intentional. So this woman who I spoke to last week, she is a recovered addict um, and she lost her father three years ago to addiction, but she has not only turned her life around, but she's used her story to try to bring our community together to raise awareness for all of the different services that are available for anyone and everyone And her name is Amanda, and I just have such utmost respect for her, um, for the the strength that she has and what she's endured in losing her father. Um, I'm a daddy's girl, 100%. So I can't can't even imagine then struggling with it herself, but turning it around and, and putting some positive action back into it and helping other people in the meantime. I have so much respect for her. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of strength to get back up every morning and to try again. And God bless her. And that's what we here at Education with an Edge are all about. And I always like to take a point in the show to, if you're a young person, uh, 
that is struggling with addiction or if your parents are struggling with addiction, we're here for you. I hope that you hear this podcast with Rebecca and her beautiful story about people who have beaten this and have beaten the odds. And we're here for you. And we know that we know that there's hope. Uh, mm-hmm. So Rebecca, uh, you had the opportunity. I'm so excited to talk about this because selfishly, I had the opportunity to uh, share my book from bully to bestie with these young people uh, and with you and the organization that you're a part of, which is called voice of our child. Uh, Can you tell us about this organization and what it means to you? Sure. So my dear friend, Dr. Carolyn Burkike founded voice of our child um, and our Main goal is to reduce the rate of teen depression, anxiety, and ultimately suicide. So we are a group of youth and mentors from literally all over the world. We meet at 1030 EST every Saturday via Zoom, and we check in with one another. We've all gotten to know one another. Our group has grown, and we feature guest speakers such as the lovely Jaquel, who shared her incredible book with us. I just even the honor. title of it that such even the title of that book. I've never, I've never heard a story quite like that story. Taking something from really one end of the spectrum, you know, a bully, someone who's ruining somebody's life, and turning it around and suggesting that they could even be best friends one day just gives kids so much hope. And the whole premise behind Voice of Our Child is that all is not lost. Nothing is ever truly over. Nothing is ever truly lost. And by offering this weekly mentorship, and it's free and open to anyone, to parents and children, we are learning the real value, especially in this time, of staying connected. We have to stay socially distant, but I really think it's more like physically distant, but socially we have got to stay connected. It's now is, is more of a time than ever that we have to understand how important this is. So at Voice of Our Child, we're checking in weekly. We feature guest speakers. We have guest presentations. Sometimes we change it up and do like a virtual scavenger hunt together to keep things on the light side, but really we're here to seek to have people stay connected. So important. I have to say that, uh, you know, and I, and I know that you have as well, I've been invited to do so. So I've, I've had a lot of opportunities to be involved with amazing organizations and do some really, really neat things. But I was so emotional about that even after I got off of the call, because Um, If you're not familiar with this organization, it was literally like I was reading my book to children all over the world. There were children in India. There were children in Africa. And I literally remember explaining it to my family, and I was getting teary-eyed because we are in a time, as you said, of social distancing, but I never felt more connected to those kids Mm -hmm. and how respectful they are and how you and your organization, um, you know, how voice of a child is using, is taking the principle of if you are at your wits end and you are thinking about committing suicide, you can take that energy and you can look to volunteer and to give back and to, you know, travel travel to a distant country and to help others. And that will ultimately be your cure is such a brilliant 
fundamental concept and something that, I mean, some people could only hope to wrap our our brains around, right? I mean, it was just, it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I've ever been a part of and I owe it all to you. So thank you, Rebecca. That was just honestly one of the most beautiful um, and all of these beautiful Zoom faces from, from, yes. from all over. It was just the coolest thing. Um, it really was. It was really a, that was really a day to remember. Yeah. Every Saturday is a day yes. to remember with these kids. Yes. You know, we've got to keep our finger on the pulse of what our youth are dealing with today. What are they talking about? Yes. How are they talking about it? How do they want to talk about it? So it's a really great way to do that. Yes. Um, yeah. And that, and that brings me as well to, I know that you have gone, um, you've gone to, to Africa and you volunteered and you've worked with these children and you've taught them. And so can you share just, I'm sure there's so many highlights, but can you share just a few of those highlights with our audience? I know, I know we could have like a whole nother hour podcast, but. Oh my gosh. As always, right. Everyone <laughs> has such a story to share. Yes. Uh, but this past, this past January, I was in Tanzania with my husband mm-hmm. and we climbed Mount, we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, which is the tallest freestanding mountain in the world. And oh, wow. boy, it was it life changing. It was very exhausting. It was seven days on the mountain. Wow. And before that, I knew that I wanted to visit a school, a church, a community organization when we got back into town. And so I held a fundraiser through Facebook to bring along educational supplies to whoever it was that I was going to have the great fortune of meeting in Tanzania, in the small town of Moshi. So we raised about $500 and I brought this gigantic suitcase full of crayons, markers, stickers, notepads, coloring books, you name it. Um, but I didn't know where I was going to go with it. I just trusted that I would end up exactly where I needed to be. And that was so true. Our guide on the mountain, who we got to know for seven days, knew someone who ran an orphanage in town. And this home, it's called the Tulini Children's Home. They teach the kids English. They teach the kids reading and writing. But they also live there. And they raise their own livestock when they're lucky enough to have to have them, to be able to have enough food scraps to right. keep the livestock there. Um, so the day that I got off of the mountain, the next day, we rolled up to Tulini um, on this super bumpy dirt road. And my life has just been forever changed. I promise you, I don't look at anything the same way that I did before I entered that bumpy dirt road. I thought that I would be there for maybe an hour, my, my husband and I handing out these supplies. We were there for six hours. Oh my God. Laughing, dancing, singing. They taught me all of their favorite circle games. I taught them some that I knew from when I taught kindergarten. And there may have been a little bit of a language barrier, but I tell you, there is no barrier when it comes to the heart and when it comes to a genuine smile. And what I saw that day and all of the pictures that they continue to share. Sorry, those oh, are my crazy fine. dogs. <laughs> We've got them too. I'm just, yeah. All you're of good. the pictures that I see of these kids, these familiar faces on Facebook, I have never seen a more genuine smile in my life. I promise you, these kids were so genuinely happy. They were so full of joy. And I just left there as an educator, as a mother, as a person, I left there so forever changed 
So twice a year, I'm going to be hosting uh, fundraisers for them. And they said, really, just most of all, they rely on the well wishes of people who come to visit them and who choose to privately raise money for them. So the school supplies were great. But when I got there, I saw the things that they really need and what they really need, health care, school tuition to be able to go to private schools, bedding, just basic human things, crayons and stickers. Those, those are a serious luxury. You know, what they need is nutrition and the things that I mentioned. So changed my life forever. I love that is such a beautiful story. And I think it's so important as a teacher to, and as educators to, even if our students can't have an opportunity to experience a once in a lifetime trip like that, to talk about how there are children around the world who are so grateful for an education who yes. we have free and appropriate, oh you know, we have free and appropriate education in the United States. That's not, that's not something that is afforded to everyone. And, um, no. our heart goes no. out to them and my heart goes out to you. And thank you for, for sharing that. That, that is such a beautiful story. Um, how you can go down a dirt road and your life changes forever. And I, I imagine that it, that it did, that it did. Um, you know, I would love to be able to stay on here and talk forever because I love I love you, Rebecca, and I love hearing about all of the exciting things you're doing. Um, one of the things that we did want to touch on is that you have had uh, you've done you've had such an illustrious. I mean, you've run the gamut of doing so many amazing things and humanitarian efforts and working for children and and working for your community. Um, but I want you to touch a little bit on your pageant career because you've had such a successful pageant career. And I want really positive role models to speak to pageantry and talk about how it's really affected their lives because sometimes there's different opinions about it and that's okay. Um, as you know, I'm a very much so a proponent of, of positive pageantry and, and supporting each other and these amazing women that are doing phenomenal things all around the world and in their communities. But can you just talk a little bit about how you got involved and and what would you say to somebody that's contemplating, you know, get, getting involved with, with pageantry? Yeah, so I would say if you're ready to elevate yourself to really your highest potential, if you're ready for that, take that leap. You will not regret it. If you're ready to be someone in your community that people recognize as somebody who is helpful and wants and just wants to help, take that leap. That means that you're ready. I would say that this opportunity, it really could be for everybody. It doesn't matter what size you are. It doesn't matter how tall you are. It, it really is just about bringing out the best in you, physically, emotionally, spiritually. This past year and a half, I guess it's been, I have never been happier. And I really think that pageantry has given me such a purpose as a mom, as a wife, as a teacher, as a volunteer, it's opened so many doors for me, but do you know what? Just like anything in life, doors don't magically open. You have to knock on them. You have to seek them out. And that's another thing I learned through this experience. You've got to put yourself out there. And that's such a good life lesson, whether it's pageantry or community service, or maybe even part of your career. Don't wait for people to come to you. Don't wait for experiences to come to you. Go out and get them yourself. 
And I was a first timer. I had never done a pageant before in my life until April, 2019. And it was God's will that I, they chose me as the winner. And right in that moment, I made a promise to myself that I would have a year of service and that I would just dedicate that year to, to furthering myself and helping in any way that I could. So someone who's thinking about it, go out there and get it. Don't wait for it to come to you. Excellent advice, Rebecca. And I don't know anyone who has personified that goal of a year of service or a lifetime of service. I think you've done more in a, or in, in a year than most do in a lifetime. And so we are so, we're so grateful to know you and for you to share your story today, uh, sincerely. And, um, you know, I want to say, uh, go ahead and follow um, Mrs. Rebecca West Hensinger on Facebook <laughs> and in, and Instagram. And also, if you'd like to say Rocks for Recovery, I know it's hashtag Rocks for Recovery, but what what is, is there a website that our viewers can go to? Sure. So it's just www.rocksforrecovery.org. That will bring you right to our site. And I just think that that's such a brilliant concept and the work that you are doing to help individuals who are addicted. And we know, we know that um, addiction goes after our youth. And so thank you for protecting them. Thank you for um, all of the work that you're doing, Rebecca. And thank you for a friendship that is like, we're in Nebraska and Pennsylvania, but she's just beautiful and she's so cool. And (laughs) she's like, yeah, I'll do your podcast. And so from myself and everyone here at Education with an Edge, um, God bless you, sweetie, and your family. And thank you. Uh, we will be watching to see what is next for you because I know big things are coming. I know. I know that with you. So um, thank you so very much. you too. And you too. <laughs> well, thank you. You're my, you're my inspiration. So, um, and I, I can't wait. I'm actually, um, I can't this weekend, but I am next weekend. I'm, I'm going to. Um, start logging into the voice of our child calls. That was the coolest, is the coolest organization. If you get a chance, viewers go and check them out as well. Um, and the work that they're doing with individuals, with young people who are depressed and, and suicidal and how they're changing their lives. And so thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, everybody is welcome. Yes. Everybody is welcome. Yes. Um, Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. And this is Jaquel Lane once again with Education with an Edge. And we are the podcast where every child matters because they are our future. Thank you very much and have a great evening. Bye-bye. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to JaquelLane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Parkville Media Production.